Justin. I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. What's up, Maurice? Hey, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm making it. Surviving the Rona. <laughs> surviving the Rona. Hashtag surviving yeah. the Rona. Yeah. yeah. This, is our, uh, this is our second um, <laughs> quarantine special. <laughs> this is our second time recording an episode, like, not being in the same place. So. Right. I yeah. know I miss you. I know. It's so, it's so different because, like, like, when you have something planned in your diaries, you know, set schedule every week. That was like our time we always catch up, you know, we hang right. out because people don't really realize that we kind of um, talk shit and hang out for like hours. So before we right. even start recording, so it's like you, you miss that friend time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like it because it's like, you know, we put our first episode last week on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So it's really yeah. nice to be on a different platform and kind of get to interact with our audience in a visual way. Yeah. Um, it's also nice to kind of like get to see you, you know, because like only other <laughs> alternative I could think would be doing it over the phone, and that's just not. The yeah, same. that's not. That's not the same. Yeah, sorry, I was also distracted because my dog Lola was walking around. Oh yeah, I hear. Being a little nosy bitch. Yeah, she is. <laughs> so how you been? I've been good, and I was doing really, really well. I was so, so proud of myself. And then okay. last Friday, I had a um, breakdown. Like. <laughs> I was, you know what, I am an introverted extrovert, but the key is that I am an extroverted person. Yeah, I get energy yeah. from being around other people. I like mm-hmm. to be around other people and interact with them and all of that. And I think like on Friday, I missed humans. Like as much as I bitch about people and the stupid shit they do yeah. to get on my nerves, I missed being around other people. So it kind of happened to me. And I think also, I always have the birthday blues every year. Yeah. My birthday is very last day of March. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, I had like all these plans and things I wanted to do with all my friends, and everyone was coming together. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is a global pandemic, and I'm not trying to personalize it, but I kind of just had a sad four hours. But I'm allowed to have four hours to get that. Four hours. But then I got it together and yeah. you know, it's my wig and went on a walk and got some fresh air and I, I'm in a much better place now. Okay, good. How about you? Um, I've been good. So the other day I set up our umbrella on the roof mm-hmm. and my plan was, you know, it's, you know, everybody's working from home and just, chill, you know, staying home, chilling. So I was going to be up on the roof like all week and all weekend, you know, with my wine and, you know, bring right. my laptop up there. But it's been like pouring rain for like days on end. Right. And I checked I check the forecast and it's going to be raining for like the next two weeks. Mm. So, but, you know. My own ideas about like all of this happening, Mother mm-hmm. Nature's getting back at us. Or, you know, I can go on for days about the conspiracy theories, but <laughs> yeah. it's interesting. Like the yeah. fact that the weather's nasty is just like, Stay your ass in the house. But it's stay good. Yeah, it's home. like people stay home. Stay home. Right, right. And like don't be out and about. And because if it was nice weather, people gonna be all at the parks. They have to close the parks down. Right. Because people are the just beaches. gonna Yeah. It's gonna Although be it's still there. not warm enough for the beach up here. Um, but that's in Florida. Right. Ones I've been seeing. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. But um I have on my festive shirt. 
today. Yes, category is, you know, a hat on um, a banana and gay socks. <laughs> mess. Take that how you want it. Yeah. Yes, Yay. Yes. Ah. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, I've been good. Um, today is our anniversary. So me and oh, my boo are celebrating, yeah, our third, anniversary. third year. Well, so we don't really have- It's only three? Yeah. That's forever and gay, though. It is. That's like old married couple. <laughs> but we don't have like a specific day because for some reason, you know, I'm, I'm usually really good with the days, right? And I remember like every single thing. But yeah. for some reason, I cannot remember what the exact day was. <laughs> so we kind of have like this free-flowing kind of um, anniversary. It's like that towards, nice. the, like it's like towards the end of March. Right, like, because you know the time frame-ish. Right. Because it's like, as an adult, it's like, I don't even like, do you ask someone to be your boyfriend anymore? It's just like, one day I'm just kind of looking over and you're like, oh, you're my boyfriend. Or what usually happens, like, explain. You, you have to, you have to the person, like, I'll explain to my friends or my family. Uh-huh. Oh, you know? At some point, you have to DTR. You have to DTR. Yeah, yeah, but, but like, usually I f- consider the person in my head to be my boyfriend before they mm-hmm. do. Well, it's like a feeling it's like mutual, but like mm-hmm. it hasn't been, you haven't signed your name yeah. yet, right? Right? Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. That's cool. And then, yeah. I know that my birthday is also an anniversary for you, but I don't know if you want to share that. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Right. No, it's my, it's my fraternity um, birthday. Anniversary, yeah. So it'll be um, 19 years. Oh, bitch, you this are old. Yes. You know what? I realize that, like you, I too am getting old. Um, but you are much older. <laughs> but I still look good. Okay. But <laughs> I saw somewhere on the Twitter that it was the 15th anniversary of the Emancipation of Mimi. Yes, it is. It's actually the more specifically it's the 15th anniversary of We Belong Together. Okay. The release of the song. Yeah. Yeah. That song feels like it was a smooth seven years ago to me. That, it doesn't seem like it was that long. Like, cause, and the thing is still so um, good of a song that it didn't really um, age. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it seems like a really short amount of time. Oh, is your computer paused? I think yours froze. Oh, fuck me. Oh no, it's fine. So, you know, we always have our drink of the week, but it's a little bit harder to coordinate because we're not at the studio and right. we have a full bar at the studio with all the fixings, but it's kind of hard to do the same drink when we're in two different locations. So, you know, for I think we're kind of going to just wing it <laughs> and drink what we got. Drink what you got is right. pretty much what it's going to be. I'm curious, what are you drinking, Maurice? I am drinking... A cup of it's just a Chardonnay. That's some white wine for tonight. Oh, you got some white wine. Back yes. To <laughs> Back to my usual. Yeah. I'm drinking my fave drink, which is a uh, gin and tonic with Bombay. But I added some Saint Germain. You know, hmm. it's it's cute. And this is okay. my this is my bougie uh, classy ratchet glass. You know, making chalice. <laughs> I'm a savage. <laughs> <laughs> Ratchet. Ratchet. I don't know the dance yet, though. 
<laughs> they all look the same. Just pick any dance challenge <laughs> and you could be doing it or not or creating right. the next one. Sean T did good though. He's such a fucking lady. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> Tilt tight and tighter. <laughs> all right well let's hop into the categories for this week yes category is our favorite people the duke and duchess of sussex yes um so on march 31st is going to be their official transition into being um private citizens so they released a segment on instagram did you see it what so they released a statement on instagram Oh, no, I didn't see it. You didn't see it? It was pretty long. I didn't read all of it, but I mean, I got the gist of what they're saying. They're basically thank thanking their fans and supporters and people who are down for them. Right. And they were basically saying that, you know, they don't want um, to take any spotlight or any get really any attention for, for this right now because of, you know, the Rona going on and things like that. So mm -hmm. they were just like, you know, we'll see you again soon. Oh. And it'll be, you know, in their different capacity. Megan is um, narrating the elephant um, thing on Disney Plus. Yes. Did you see that? Yeah. You sent so, it to me. Yeah. I have to get so, my sister's I, Disney Plus passcode though because I have three things right now and I just uh -huh. can't justify. I mean, I have Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu. I can't justify. You don't need all that. Yeah. But I do because I use them all. <laughs> <laughs> but you watch like what? One show here, one show there? I use Hulu the least. I, I haven't watched Hulu in a long time. Yeah, I haven't watched them in a long time. Mm -hmm. um, we have like a free Disney Plus thing for like a year because we switched our like providers and okay. they gave us like free Disney. So nice. I'll take it. Um, so I'm gonna watch it there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, like, it's a new chapter for them. It's a new chapter for everybody. They um, Did you see that Prince Charles has the Rona? I saw he had the Rona. Yeah. You know, the conspiracy theories is popping off in my head because uh -huh. I was just like, well, I guess William's going to be king. <laughs> That'd be sad, though. Like, could you imagine? Like, he's 70-something, right? I think he's 71. Right, like, you're 71. Yeah. You're not king because your mother is just holding on. She holding on. It's strong. Um, but people are worried about her because, you know, she's old. 98 or something. <laughs> she's not 98. She old. She old. And they're just like, you know, the Rona's taking the old people out. So she packed up and went to one of her castles and she's going to be holed up there for a while. Right. Yeah. But I'm excited for Harry and Meghan. They moved to L.A. Right. They, they moved all of us. So what yeah. was Vancouver about? Well, I think Vancouver, they needed some place to just go. Be, yeah. And like be secluded and be away from everybody. And they weren't even like in Vancouver proper. They were on Vancouver Island, which is even right. more secluded. Right. And um, so I think they just needed to go somewhere where they can like, you know, lay up, be isolated and, you know, figure out the next move. And that's what they do. But it's, it's quite convenient that they make the move to Los Angeles because that's not a place that you go to be secluded. That's where you try to move, shake, walk, red carpet, <laughs> see and right. be seen. But y'all make this move during the times of the Rona, right? Of the Rona. Mm. But 
you can also be in LA and like not be in LA. Like you can have a house on the hills and never have to come down. Or like be like Bel Air ish. So like Bel Air, maybe even Calabasas. You know, Calabasas is smooth like seventy miles outside of Los Angeles. Yeah, <laughs> it's right. far. It's really far. Yeah. So, um, so you can be like in the area, but not still not be like on the scene. Right. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see what what they do. I'm excited. I'm excited because it's like. I don't know. I was excited because she was a black girl, American, marrying into this like, you know, the most powerful royal family ever. Yeah. And then she flipped the script, but she's like, "Oh, I'm bringing it back home." It's like, like this is what coming to America part two should be about. Like, <laughs> I don't know. That's it's just, coming. It's interesting to me. Oh, it is coming. The real one. Yeah, the real one. Um, I'm not really sure how I feel about that. About her being in Los Angeles. No, I don't think I don't think it was like this calculated, you know, move. I'm gonna go do this, and then bam, I'm leaving. I'm out, and this, you know, I think that in the beginning everybody was optimistic and hopeful about what it was gonna be, and then the world decided that they didn't want that or they didn't want her, Mm -hmm. and you know, so it was just, you know, like the Piers Morgans and like the. British tabloids, and then they were interviewing her sister like every fucking day for what, girl? Like she hasn't talked to you over a decade. Realtor? Yeah, and then like the father, I think, you know, just there is this voice of like hatred and racism and all sorts of other things that were working against them. And they were like, mm, let's fuck yeah. this. I'm out. I read one of the clickbaits that you'd be telling me not to listen to. Too. I do love me some clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> and they were just like, a lot of the British tabloids are basically saying that Charles got the Rona mm-hmm. and that Megan forbid him from going That's, to his yeah. yeah. Like, as soon as I heard that he had the Rona, I was like, okay, the next headline is going to be spiteful Megan forbids um, Harry from seeing Charles on his deathbed or something like right. scandalous. But it's like, she's like, just practicing the social distancing. But I also feel like black people, can we just talk? I'm, I know what I'm all about the Rona because I, I feel like people come to our podcast because they want to hear us. Yeah. They want to escape. And the, yeah. But we also have to acknowledge the times in which we live because mm-hmm. this is history. This is historic. Um, but it's just like I feel like Black people don't get what social distancing is. Like social distancing is is like my birthday's far. It's gonna be sad because <laughs> it's like you don't see people that you don't live with. Right. You know, like mm-hmm. you. Because if you live with them, you're going to eventually, if you get exposed, it's just the two of y'all together. But it's just like, mm-hmm. people are having corona parties. That's not social distancing. Yeah. But it's hard for folks. But anyway. Yeah. But it's fine. They'll be good. I'm excited to see what happens. So I think they might take the, um, I think they're going to do like speaking tours. I'm going to be front row. But them tickets gonna be high though. It'll be really expensive. So, uh, they want to meet me. Probably. <laughs> but yeah, I'll figure something out. I think they're gonna do like the Obama route and do like set up a charitable foundation, do speaking tours, have books come out. I wouldn't be surprised if they do like a, like a couple speaking tour with like Obama and Michelle. That would be bomb. I'd <laughs> be so bomb. <laughs> I'd go. You yeah. know, I was like, my Michelle but coming hard. Like, hey. Oh, but absolutely, I'd, I'd be there. I'd be mm-hmm. at the degree too. But um, 
Yeah, because yeah, you know they, they are a distinguished couple. Right, right. But I do think that she wants to, like, do it her way. I don't think that she wants to be like that traditional royal family. Way. I'm excited for them because mm-hmm. it's, it's a new frontier that has not been explored yet. Right, right. And, um, it's exciting. So yeah, yeah. we'll see. All right. Tens for y'all. Huh? So tens for y'all. Yes. Well, um. There's this one thing that has been happening on Netflix. I think, you know, since the advent of <laughs> streaming television and Netflix, uh, it changed the world because before everyone used to tune in at the same time, watch the same show, mm-hmm. have the water cooler talk the next day. The next day. You know, now you can just binge it. So um, actually, <laughs> but now they're changing that too because I watched that show on yeah. Amazon. Did you watch mm-hmm. Making the Cut? No, I didn't see that. Okay. So I'm, I got excited because so anyone who knows Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn used to host uh, Project Runway. Project Runway, yeah. Now it's like Christian Siriano, who I actually loves the host. And um, um, I don't like Christian as the like the mentor or whatever because he always seems to be pushing like his design style and aesthetic on the people because right. he's like, "Have you thought about putting this there? And you should change it to this." He, what about he's that? A little bit too much creative direction. It's very heavy-handed, yeah. Um, and what's the model, Carly Kloss? Mm. She's nice, but she, it's, it's, it's no Tim Gunn and Heidi Klum. Let's just yeah. say that. Yeah. So I, I love Project Runway. I get very excited. And basically, they left Bravo. Now they went to Amazon. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yay, the show comes out on, the, you know, on, on Friday. I'm going to just spend all weekend watching the show. And it was just the first two episodes. So they're like now even on like streaming platforms, streaming. yeah, they are like giving you two episodes a week. Yeah, like, because um, the Mandalorian, which came on um, Disney Plus, they released the episode every I believe Thursday, um, but it was like only one episode a week. And so they say that it's better for their model, their business model, because it keeps you kind of you know hooked basically, and you're right. gonna stay for at least a month, two months. Um, but then it's like once that show is over, it's like, are people going to renew? Right. So. So, but it still expands over a longer period of time. Or yeah, yeah. Of service, mm-hmm. right? But um, anyway, I mean, I was just really disappointed because I fully intended to like spend the entire day watching that show. Just, yeah, just binging. But, but I must say, I love Tim Gunn and Heidi Klum because Tim uh-huh. Gunn, he'll just be like, He's like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know. He doesn't give them direction. He just lets them know when they're going wrong. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. And, yeah. Um, Heidi Klum kind of gets on my nerves at times, but I must say, the show's amazing. Mm-hmm. That show ever, because it has my favorite, Auntie Omi. As a judge? Yeah, she's a, she's a judge on the show. Oh, like, shit. For real? Major. Major. Uh, like, yeah. And you know she holds nothing back. Mm-mm. She um she's not a bitch. She's just truthful and direct, <laughs> and she tells them how it is. And if she had yeah. balls, she'd be widely respected. But because she doesn't, people hate her. But she keeps it one hundred and ten. And I love Auntie Omi. She can do no wrong mm-hmm. in my eyes. Um, <laughs> it also has Jason Altazara, who is the Duchess's favorite. Mm-hmm. She she wears all his shoes. The shoes, yeah, yeah. And then it has um, uh, Kareem Roitfield, who's like French Vogue's 
you know, editor and she's basically the Anna Wintour of France. She's Jacqueline Follet. Yeah, she's Jacqueline Follet. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then it has Nicole Richie, where I was like, eh, okay, I don't get that. But I like the show. It focuses a lot more on the business of fashion. Okay. And they're cutthroat. They're just like, like, you know, they'll have 10 people and they'll pull someone up off the crowd. They'll be like, your shit was bad to go. Bye. And then, <laughs> and then they award the winner. So okay. like, they get, and they, like, they're like, oh, two people, like five people can go home. We're just, it's not like one person each week. So they, they just switch up the format. But okay. that's not the show. I kind of got distracted. The show mm-hmm. I'm talking about is on Netflix. And I really want you to watch it because I want to discuss oh, well. it so, so bad. But you refuse. Yeah, I'm good on that. And this show is Tiger King. So last week's episode we had, I had only seen like the first three episodes. Okay. But like 30 minutes into the first episode, you're hooked. I think mm-hmm. it's a seven-part series. Each episode, each, each part is about an hour. That's too much. <sighs> no. I want part two. I want the um, theatric, you know, drama. It was so, so good. Well, the thing with Tiger King is no one can really tell me what it's about. Like, people say, oh, you got to watch Tiger King. I'm like, okay, what's it about? It's crazy. (laughs) But what is it about? Oh, my God, it's stupid. It is so, like, just bizarre. Okay, but give me a little bit more than that. And nobody can. And I think that's why I'm just like. Can I try? Uh, I mean, I've heard of, I've heard about it. And I've seen the stuff on social media. And um, my buddy uh, Nick, you know Nick from Nick Smith News. Shout out to him. Oh yes, hey Nick. <laughs> so he was telling me about it the uh, like yesterday, and I just, I mean, I'll watch it eventually, but maybe in like a few weeks after like all the hype has died down. That's so you, though. Yeah. But you want to be a part of the hype. Hey. I mean, I, there could be spinoffs from this documentary. <laughs> I think they need to do a spinoff about Lisa Frank, but that's a whole other thing. Okay. But I will try to, in two sentences, two. That's going to be hard for you. I know. I'm just <laughs> first. All right. They're going to be two run-on sentences. Yeah. <laughs> Tiger King is about crazy white Republican Southerners who- They're in Oklahoma, though. That's not, that's not South. What? They're in Oklahoma, right? They're Oklahoma. That's not the South. South Carolina and Florida. So I'm just saying South. Florida's not the South either. Well, I'm not from the South. You are, so I'll <laughs> let you handle that. But to me, as a, as a, as a Jersey boy, it's all south. Okay. So Tiger King is about crazy, eccentric, wild, white southern people obsessed with tigers. And it's, um, but that's, it's really not about tigers. I, I thought I was watching a documentary about like the conservation of tigers, mm-hmm. but it's not at all. Okay. All that was not a part of the sentence. Okay. Sentence number two. It has. Gay sex, eyeliner, meth, ruffles, drugs, eating, 
taught like feeding people to tigers uh harems the fbi in prison it is fascinating i mean mm. this bitch got mauled by a tiger and went back to work the next day it is okay so basically you have really what's i wanted you to watch it because i can't really talk about it because you don't have really the frame of reference all i want to say is, is that there's this thing going on in the internet where like are you team joe exotic the guy in oklahoma that man, yeah. who is who is like the villain right he's like is that the guy, guy with the teeth no the guy with or the, the guy with the like it's like this is social distancing this is <laughs> he is all the yeah guys. no that's joe exotic's first husband but then he had a second husband but you know the thing i'll say about joe is joe has some fucking balls and i do respect the fuck out of joe because he's a gay guy living in oklahoma who was fully authentically himself he rocked mm -hmm. eyeliner and he rocked glitter in the daytime like sequins no and, that's not and that's he true. had not one but two husbands i thought it was three well they were three together oh, well okay. so he had two husbands uh -huh. he had no problem when you came to his park he said yeah i'm gay yeah i suck dick and i'm country and i live in oklahoma and i like my guns and and but like he was so unapologetically him but he got uh -huh. to he's like so psychotic you're like is it him or is it this persona right but um i really did like joe but he just took it too far and couldn't reel it in and um his arch nemesis is this woman named carol baskin <laughs> huh I heard some stuff about her too, but. But, so on the internet, everyone's like, are you team Carol or are you team Joe? Like I have my one girlfriend in LA, she's so team like Carol. She's like, oh, Carol was trying to save the tiger. She's a vegan, she's trying to help the people. My other friends are all team um, Joe. I'm team mm -hmm. FBI because all these people were crazy. You just have to watch it. I can't even really fully discuss it with you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm checked out. <laughs> you watch all my music at your phone, baby. Come here. I'm talking about Tiger King. My bad. I just and then there's Doc Antle, who doesn't get enough play. Doc Antle had a whole harem. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, bitches, a hundred dollars a week, and they all had have sex with him to work with him. A hundred dollars a week? That's it. That's it. Mm -mm -mm. And they was providing meals or something, huh? He provided meals? He provided meals and housing and probably oh. happiness. <laughs> and like, they worked 16 hours a day. But then he was in the Britney Spears VMA performance of I'm a Slave mm -hmm. You. Did yeah. you see that? Yes! I saw that on, on, uh, <laughs> on Twitter, actually. But it was a fascinating documentary. Um, but it's, it, it focuses so much on spectacle and scandal and how it just like spirals out of control it can lead to really serious implications that sound out of control already like i don't see how it can spiral any further it's out of control i mean there's but it has all the good makings of a story it has death murder sex drugs um the fbi it's just mm -mm. I, I think it should win an award i hope not I really hope not. It was and so good. But from a documentary's perspective, it was good. It was good. And I want to see like a theatrical film. I mean, Cardi B is, has a GoFundMe to what? get Joe Exotic out of jail. She's trying to help with his appeal. He need to talk to Kim K about that because Cardi ain't going to do it. She can't barely read. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> he might want Kim K to file his paperwork or he ain't never going to get out. 
he can try to be a serious lawyer, I would advise her not to touch this case. <laughs> she loved Tiger King, though. She was tweeting about it, like, all it's week. It's, it's so fascinating. It's batshit crazy. Um, those descriptors don't make me want to go watch that. <laughs> because to me, it's, and this is my, I said what I said, but I'll get to that a little bit later, but it just seems to be more about the spectacle and not the story to me. You know what the one thing I feel bad about, though? Because mm-hmm. I, I fully intended on going into the documentary, like, and feeling like getting more education and information about the tigers. Mm-hmm. It's not about the tigers at all. See. And it's not going to help the tigers either. Like, at the end of the documentary, they're like, oh, you know, the U.S. has the largest population of tigers which belong in Africa and, and you know in Asia you know there's 5,000 mm-hmm. tigers in the contiguous United States but there's only 4,000 in the wild oh wow and I thought that was shocking but I feel like it, the documentary you know they need to talk to the Duchess and Discovery and Disney and mm-hmm. Disney Plus because the documentary's done nothing for the tigers in my perspective it's not like blackfish yeah, it's not like Blackfish. Like, I watched Blackfish and I cried. Yeah, that was sad. It was horrible. But, I did, but then after that, I went to Iceland and I ate whale. So, you know. Don't do that. Oh, mess. <laughs> Moving on to our next category. <laughs> Something else that was a mess. Um, so, your boy Drake. My boy, my, my husband. Well, yeah. Huh? He, he doesn't, doesn't know. know. I don't think you're ever gonna figure that out. <laughs> what, me or him? You with him? Why? Um. You know I'm determined to get a Canadian husband. I don't think Drake is gonna be the one. Well, then it'll be Daniel Levy. He's not Canadian, is he? He is. He is. You didn't know? Where are they from? I don't know where they're from. He's from Toronto. Oh, okay. That's cute. The six. I'm getting me a Canadian husband, bitch. I'm <laughs> just I'm a location on my apps. <laughs> oh, 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 mess. Oh, mess. So Drake um, released a picture of his two-year-old son this week, mm-hmm. Adonis. He was cute, but... Okay, this is what I'm going to say. A lot of black people are being very nasty. Really? First, I don't talk about nobody's kid. Well, that's Kids lot. are off limits. Nene Lee. They are. But I think that people expected Drake's child to look one way. Uh, he looks another. I don't, think, I don't think it was that. Because I couldn't remember what the baby mama looked like until you sent me the picture. But... Drake might want to go on Maury Povich real fast. Okay, people need to realize and recognize that Drake is half black. Right? Yes, yes. This baby's only 25% black. What is the mama? She's a Parisian. She's straight up French. Oh, All okay. French. Okay. But you know, the French know how to do things and make themselves look exotic. Because I, when I saw the like picture, that. I was like... What is she like? What kind of look was she going for? Because she didn't give me French at all. Well, I don't know. I think that people like within the black community specifically, there's a lot of issues with like colorism and and color and skin tone and Mm. all that. And 
I think people don't really understand, but as, I mean, as a lighter skinned person, and I don't even, I, I think I'm medium skinned, but again, I don't, the world tells me otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> the mirrors will tell you otherwise. So. <laughs> Whatever. But <laughs> I know mulatto when I see one. And I can almost tell you. I'm like, oh, you want eight? I know. And that octoroon, quadroon. Right. Octoroon, quadroon. I know. He, he's straight up quadroon. Clearly. Yeah. He, don't well, look like a white he does not look like a white child. No, he does not. But don't compare him to Power is just rude. Don't talk about people's children. Who's Power? Oh, I know Power. From the movie with the albino. Yeah. Though, yeah. Um, it wasn't that. It was just. <laughs> the kid looks. Yeah, I don't know. They might need to run some DNA again because they did it twice, I think. I know that there was one. But that uh-huh. is, to me, it's, if anything, I do see, I saw Drake's mother. After you scroll through, like, all the pictures. The and baby? It was, like, the one picture, and the mom had the curly hair, and the mom, I think, has blue blue eyes. Uh-huh. And, you know, you that kind of look. mom, and you see Drake's son, you're like, oh, my God, absolutely. I see it, yeah. And I get it, because my niece looks just like my mom. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm kind of looking like, like scared. Like, yeah. My niece looks more like my mom than my sister. Yeah, that's she you know, so I know genetics be working crazy mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the little boy doesn't even look like his mom though. The boy's mom. Huh? The kid doesn't look like the baby mama. No. At to, all. At all. Not to me either. Yeah. Right. So it's just like genetics work weirdly sometimes. Well, so I think they sequenced the pictures in the wrong order because they had the picture of Drake and the boy together and it was like, mm-hmm. and then they had the picture of Drake and the baby mama together. And you're still like, hmm. and it, doesn't then, like it doesn't look like their child at all. Yeah, at all. And then you had to scroll again and it was like a picture of Drake and his dad and then a picture of Drake and the mom or the dad, Drake's dad and Drake's mom. And then you scroll, scroll again, and it was Drake and Drake's mom. And it was like, oh, okay, here we go. Right, right. But, just, you know, to me, I think that people are missing, people are so caught in the visuals. It's just like, this has been a profound thing for him. You know, whether or not he was with this woman in a committed relationship. I, it don't I, matter. It don't matter. Because now we have a real live human being that he's connected yeah. to. Yeah. It don't matter, you know. A lot of y'all that's out here judging what this baby looks like was, you know, the result of one night stands anyway. Y'all was uh oh's and mistakes, but <laughs> the baby's here, and that's yeah. his son, and that is a blessing, and it's beautiful. We should iron out and be focused on yeah. the message of what he was talking about, not of the baby look a certain kind of way. Like, because you're talking about a whole two year old human being, like, cut that yeah. out. I think that's shit. But he's cute, he's adorable, he's adorable, his yeah. hair is curly. His eyes are beautiful. Mm-hmm. God's and, that's plan. and that's someone's son. Yeah. And it's God's plan. God's plan. <laughs> Shout out to Drake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but um, so also, I mean, I think we're hopping back into Corona in our next category. We are. We've been doing lots of adjustments. There's been things, you know, the daytime television and the nighttime television is different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, podcasting has been different. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we know a lot of people listen to our podcast and commutes to work. Yeah. Yeah, because I read this article today and it was saying that um, when all of the shutdowns and quarantine started, people were expecting podcasting to like pick up and like pop off. But there's been like a decline in like listenership because people right. aren't going anywhere. And a lot of people listen to podcasts on their way to work, mm-hmm. on the way home from work, when they're commuting to, you know, from different places. When they're at the gym, the gyms are closed. Right. So, yeah, but it's thanks also- for y'all for listening. And I think that because this is such a global crisis, yeah. a lot of people listen to podcasts um, for escape. Mm-hmm. And I read an article as well today in the Inquirer saying how like um, a lot of podcast listenership is down, but also a lot of podcasts are only talking about Corona and people don't want to yeah. listen to it. Yeah. Because we're getting enough of that. So we're going to switch from that. But I mean, I think that we also have to honor this time in history because whether we recognize it or not, we're living through history right now. Like, Think about it. Like even on Christmas and Thanksgiving, should be open. Yeah. Like for shit to be shut down for a whole two weeks and now for another thirty days, and I don't care what you say, we're not going to be out in these streets come April thirtieth either, or come May first. Yeah, probably not. Uh huh. You know. Probably not. I'm thinking that at best it'd be June one. I'm hoping for by your birth, you know, by the end, by the end of June, you know, early July. Mm-hmm. But again, July Fourth. I'd like to go see a firework. Will they still do it? I, I don't know. Because I can watch it from my roof. I don't even know. But because the world is changing, I think we also have to recognize how things are happening. But a lot of yeah. artists have been having like um, living room concerts or mm-hmm. like streaming concerts. I watched the Erica Badu one because you know Erica. I didn't watch that. Movie. I came on too late. Huh? That came on too late. Well, well, I got a link from somebody, but it's now shut down. So oh, you can't well. it. Erica was collecting a coin. Oh, okay. It wasn't a charity thing. But I know that Elton John held a... Um, the iHeart Living Room. Yes. Oh, concert. And, you know, Elton night. John is one of, my, one of my Aries sisters. And then one of the headliners as well was one of my Aries sisters. Yeah. Did... Mariah Carey. She did always uh, be my baby. In the it's actually my favorite Mariah Carey song. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And then when I when she did always be my baby, I was like, why did I not give her that song for her birthday tribute? I see. You know, I, I get very I, I get very serious about my birthday divas. Hmm. And I should do always be my baby. Yeah. So she did the concert from, it wasn't her living room, it was like a, she has a recording studio in her, in her um, New York apartment. She's Mariah motherfucking Carey. Yeah. And she, <laughs> she had like full makeup. She had a fan going. Oh. That, um, <laughs> her, hair, her, her hair blows? Yeah. You didn't oh, okay. see it. They had, she had like a one little like flyaway that you well, could at least some, at least, at least some part of her body moves. Mariah will give you a two-step. She's not a dancer. Y'all know this. She'll give you... Hierography. That, that's her move. She'll shuffle back and forth, but that's about all you're going to get. Okay. Yeah. But it was good. She sounded good. I didn't, I didn't watch the other ones, though. 
But Backstreet Boys, I think, was on there. Who? Backstreet Boys. Oh, okay. On the Elton John one. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see it though. But um, did you see the D- DJ D Nice concert? Yeah, actually, tuned into DJ Obama. set. Oh, okay. Um, the Michelle Obama one. one? Yeah, I, I was that one because he oh. had one before that. Yeah, yeah. And that one was like popping, and it was the next day. I was like watching my stories, and everyone was like talking about how good it was. Mm-hmm. And he promoted the next one with Michelle Obama. Yeah, and you know she's one of my top three faves. So I was like, let me go in, and they were able to like you know raise a lot of money and do like voter well do mainly voter registration. But I'm like, I have all these other ideas about that too because I'm like, how did mm-hmm. how do I vote? Cause you know nothing but old people do at the at the um volunteering at the voting. Working. Yeah. Every social um, distancing. How's that gonna happen? We'll figure something out by then. Yeah. Are we gonna be? Are we gonna be? We'll like, see. We'll see. Yeah, I think it's too early to be thinking about that. But we voted during the war. We voted during the Great Depression. And we're gonna vote this time, so we'll okay. make it work. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just so think, I think it's, it's nice because people, you know, I think people are trying to find ways to connect with one another. Right. Um, I think that like I usually hate FaceTime because I just don't need to be seen. You know, I don't like to talk on the phone really. I don't either. Yeah. I hate talking on the phone. Like, I'd rather just drive to you and talk person to person. Um, I prefer text and email. Uh, I'm just yeah. like phone anxiety. I'm like, I rush people off the phone. Um, this is nice for the podcast purposes because, like, the podcast is something mm-hmm. new. So it's like, this is different for me. But I think I need to start implementing like FaceTiming to cope with the distance because it does feel more intimate. What kind of FaceTime? Oh, well, okay. It's, I will say, <laughs> we're kind of going from categories. But on a personal tangent, because I'm single, <laughs> my dating life these past three weeks has been so, so interesting. Mm, okay. I, I mean, I'm still quarantining, but I'm like talking to like three different guys right now. <laughs> like daily. So, so I got two Puerto Rican days and a mixed bay. So it's just a lot to handle. That's problematic. What do you mean? It is because it's like. Well, people are much more. People, because they ain't got shit else to do. Exactly. So when things go back to normal, I just question or wonder how engaged they will be going forward. Uh, like I got a little bag texting me right now. Like oh. I, I again, it's just all it's all day. Send I, nudes. Huh? Send nudes. That happens. <laughs> but I was like, I wanna meet people. I mean I did go meet one, but oh. <laughs> see. Listen. Corona might not be the only virus you gotta worry about. Uh, <laughs> be careful out there. Listen, calculated risks, okay? <laughs> but 
YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> I want to live in post-apocalyptic world anyway. A mess. But a mess. I think that it's just, you know, for, again, I think people are just trying to find ways to cope. You know? Yeah. That's all that is. Yeah. Right. I think that wraps up our categories for this week. Let's hop into the next segment of the show. It's time for our realness. Realness topic of the week. Uh, it's the end of March. Um, it's time for the 1Q review, the end of the first quarter um, in the business world. So that's when people, you know, like to kind of check in and see how they're progressing um, throughout the year. And coronavirus aside, how do you think the year for, is going so far for you? Well, for me personally, part a major part of the breakdown that I had on Friday mm-hmm. was it was directly related to Corona because for the past about six months, I've been working on a major, major business plan um, within my legal profession. And it's taking lots of work, jumping through hoops, filing things, getting, you know, federal tax IDs and my practice and all these things. And um, I had a, like, you know, a, a launch date of March 15th. And I mean, I'm like low-key launched. I'm like, you know, soft opening, not a grand opening, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of bummed about that. Cause like now it's just not the time for my business plan to do what I need to do for myself. So it's kind of delayed. Okay. Um, but I'm also trying to find like the opportunity in this moment. Um, but that wasn't really answering your question. For what, yeah. you know, for the first quarter where I am, and basically the first quarter, it's a good evaluator because it's my birthday, mm-hmm. but I think that um, professionally, I've really been working hard to, regroup and re-strategize and plan my next few years. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, the kind of work I'm doing now is like more traditional in the gig economy. I have like multiple streams of income and I have something that I own and that's mine that I'm building. And from a, like a personal romantic dating perspective, um, I'm out there, I'm entertaining like, you know, three guys, which is really, really like, Oh, At the same man. time, girl. You know, girl, that is a lot for me. Wrap it up. <laughs> but um, I feel myself blossoming. And it feels like spring. It feels like a rebirth. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited for it. But the part of the reason that I had that breakdown I was referring to earlier is because it's like just when I was getting my mojo, just when I was getting my momentum, just when I was getting like a spring in my step, the Rona. But but that's not within your control. Exactly. And, you know, I, yeah. and, that's, and that's what I had to be like, you know, I was like, you know what, we're all going through this. We're all experiencing this together. It's all affecting us individually in different ways. But there was for me some comfort in that it's just not something that happens to me. It's like it's not happening to me solely. So like there is uh, in that I'm experiencing it. We're all experiencing this uniquely. Mm-hmm. But there's also we're all experiencing it in the same way as well. Um, so that gave me some comfort. But then I was like, you know what, that's not in my control. What can I control? Mm-hmm. So I've been controlling things like working out eating well, I've been cooking so much. Like, honestly, 
my pocket has never been better because you know I like to eat out. I have not, I have not eaten out in a month. They close, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and that's crazy to me, but I saved so much money by not eating out. And I love dining. Like I you know what you know what I want to hear? Like words that will get me wet are can I start you off with some drinks and appetizers? Like when I hear that, I'm gonna be so excited again. So excited. I don't know because a lot of these restaurants aren't gonna make it. They're not. And they're relying on they're trying to do like the takeout and the carry out and it can't sustain. That that it ain't gonna work. And by the time this is all over. They're going to be shut down. These restaurants are week to week. I read something like the U.S. restaurant industry will have like at least a forty percent reduction in restaurants. Probably more than that. But yeah, Probably yeah, more than that. they were like at least a forty percent. Mm-hmm. That will be insane. Mm-hmm. Like I was supposed to, you know, go to a certain, you know, go to that one restaurant for my birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously not happening. I was supposed to meet my other girlfriend to go to um, that restaurant bodega. Not happening. Mm-hmm. Like. And they just opened, and I'm like, "Wow!" They're gonna be closed. <laughs> they are by the time we get back. Yeah, but um, you know, but I'm focusing on taking my control. I have lots of ideas that are popping up about things that I want to do professionally, but like personally and like um, civically or like philanthropy wise. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just trying to take advantage of this opportunity. I think that it's it's um, it is scary and shocking what's happening, but I think mm-hmm. it's also like kind of needed, like because it's forcing people to go within themselves, because mm-hmm. we can't distract ourselves with the things of the world. You're stuck at home with your thoughts and feelings. Process something about it. What do you want to do? So I'm. I did. I will admit, I had a full. I, I was inconsolable. <laughs> but as a, it's hard for me not to see people. Like honestly, like I. It makes me. I'm happy I get to see you like this, but I'm, it makes me so sad. My Q1 of 2020, I will give an eight out of ten, and that's not a bad score. That's not a bad score. That's high. It's high. It's high high score. You give it that high. An eight out of ten. Okay. I'm so content. Hmm. Okay. How are you? How was your your Q1 review? Um, so honestly, I don't think that I was as productive as I hoped that I would be. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that in a way I'm a little happy for this whole Corona like reset and, you know, pause uh, moment because it's going to give me time to like really do some things I really wanted to do. And, um, you know, like things have just really, I had a really busy 2019, like starting a new job and then we bought the house and it was like, you know, just things going and going and going and everything was in motion. I think that I didn't really have time to focus on like the things I really wanted to do and, you know, really take the time to, to get them working and get them going the way I wanted to because in in the 2018 i had my goals oh what are you going to accomplish for 2019 i had this whole kind of list of things i wanted to kind of start or accomplish or whatever but then you know like things kind of just got away from me i think a bit and 2019 was just i didn't realize like how much like working in the suburbs would 
take out of my day right and really yeah. impact my productivity and you know because i'm spending i would be spending you know two hours plus in the car every day that's two hours out of my day that i could be doing right. something else that's you know time that i don't have to cook dinner that's time i don't have to handle the things i need to at at home and you know i kind of let i think a lot of things like slip and i was like okay you know the house is all settled in 2019 or 2020 is going to be the start of everything and i was gonna you know really kind of get more productive and take a look at the things i hadn't done um, yet but didn't quite get to them and you know now it's that time where everything's like stopped and it's like okay let me reassess and kind of get back to the things I wanted to do so I would give myself like a seven it's passing like um, you know, it's not like girl, everything is, you know, a disaster, but it's not where I want it to be. So that's a seven is not good for me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it can only go up, my dear. It can. And the thing is that um so my birthday is the end of June, which is um the end of the first half of the year. So that'll be like another time to like reset, reassess. And like think about how I progressed <laughs> so far. Yeah. It's yeah. like how I progressed so far and then what can I do like the back half of the year. Right. And get back to where I want to be. So, so yeah, it's good. Okay. Well, we're gonna check in. I, I like this actually. Cause I think that um you should kind of like always have like an assessment of like how you're feeling and like where yeah. you and how you're performing in different areas of your life and mm-hmm. How, like what are you doing wrong? What do you need to switch mm-hmm. up? What's not working for you? What do you need to change? Yeah, you know? yeah. Because it's really important to check in with yourself. Yeah, to check in to be honest. But for me, just part of my breakdown also was that I mean, I'll be turning thirty-three, and my thirties were very unkind to me <laughs> in multiple ways, professionally, personally, romantically. Like I turned thirty, and life was like pop, 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 pop. Like, <laughs> life was coming at me hard, mm. and it wasn't until like, you know, January, that I got like, I, I was like feeling better and had a plan and had momentum. Mm-hmm. And the momentum started to pick up like mid-February, and then like, March was like, <laughs> that was part of my birthday. But um, again, like the key thing is what you said, like, that's outside of my control. Yeah. You know, yeah. shit only has the meaning that you assign to it. Right? So, like, why do you make the face? I'm listening. Like, when I'm feeling that, you know, I read a lot of my shit, my books, my self help, my uh-huh. astrology. But it's just like, okay, so the bonus happens to everyone, but it only happens, like, in the universe personally that you you can only you can you can give it the power right but the power affects the meaning for you so for me it's like your perspective okay <laughs> what come on girl 
I don't get it. What, what I'm trying to say is that you can give things meaning in your life, and the meaning that you give something, whether it's a, you know, something that happens to you, or it's, you know, it can be something that's perceived as, as tragic, or you might perceive it as a setback. It's your perception of what it is. And what you and perception and meaning are essentially synonyms for what I'm trying to say is, is that it's how you look at things. Is it really a setback or is it an opportunity? And are, it's choosing how you look at it. The Rona is clearly bad for everyone, but I have I have but no choice to look at like okay, what can this allow me to do, and how can mm-hmm. I use this opportunity? And that's the choice that I'm choosing to use for this time. Because I think that's what's best for me. And that's all I'm saying. It might not be clear because I'm drunk. Okay, but Marianne Williamson. That's who we yeah. are right now. Because what's happening right now is a reckoning. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm, reckoning. <laughs> I'm reckoning we should move on to the next part of the show. It's time. <laughs> it's time for I said what I said. Yes. Who's going first? So my I said what I said for this week is that um, kind of touching on um, the topic earlier, we were talking about like Netflix and mm-hmm. um, you know, all the shows that they have uh, popping off now that pretty much are just for like hype and like social media um, attention, basically. So, <laughs> like, it started off with like the circle on Netflix, and then Love Is Blind, uh-huh. and then now, um, what is it, the, the Tiger King? And for me, it's just like they the substance of the show, the shows that they're producing, like the original content that they're producing, is not that great. It's more about let's give them something so salacious and outrageous and it really kind of just is missing like some depth and like some substance because like when Netflix first started and they had the original content, um, Orange is the New Black, which was groundbreaking, House of Cards, which was groundbreaking. Um, And then since then they've they've done um, other things, but then like this new stuff that they're producing, I girl, I don't know. They've been producing a lot of documentaries, know. like you know, "Don't Fuck with Cats," mm-hmm. "Tiger King." They seem really like erroneous, felineish. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like not even that. It's just like what ha- like what happened to like the good stuff, and I I just think that. You know, if I see it trending on Twitter or on social media, that is an immediate turnoff because people love it, but people are dumb and they can get caught up in the most ridiculous story mm-hmm. and think that it's, you know, good and that it's, you know, they're more caught up on the hype and wanting to be in that group of people that have seen it and that love it. But no, like I said, no one can tell me what it's about. No one can tell me like, you know, what the real story is, it's just that, oh, it's crazy, it's outrageous, it's wild. And I'm like, okay, but that doesn't give me anything to connect to. And I like the connection. So 
I mean, I don't know. Maybe they, <laughs> Netflix is good right now because everybody's at home. So <laughs> they are blowing up. But I just think they need to really kind of rein in the content. Right. And really look at, like, the quality of things that they're producing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I don't pay for Netflix anywhere. But if I did, I would not be subscribing. Did I give you my password? No, I got somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> no, my best friend has mine because I'll be getting finance from Key West. I'm like, bitch. <laughs> but I hate when, and they're probably going to lock this down at some point, but then sometimes you try to log in and it's like too many people are logged into the same account at one time. Mm-hmm. So you can't like watch something. Watch yours? Oh, no, like a couple years ago, that used to happen to me. And I'd be pissed because I'm like, wait, I'm yeah. paying for it, but I can't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> that was the that was bullshit. Yeah. But I hear you. So yeah. what I said, what I said this week is somewhat Corona related. And I know we try not to keep it that way, but it is what it is. Um, but over the past week, I've had more Zoom meetings than ever in my life. <laughs> okay. And I just want to talk, and you know what? I get that we're in times that most of us have never experienced before. I understand that the workplace is a diverse one with people's knowledge and experience of technology mm-hmm. varies. But let's just talk about what's appropriate and what's not. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had Zoom meetings with people in bed like this. Yep. I've had Zoom meetings with people with the, the hair scarf on. Yep. Tight top, bra strap out, cleavage too low. Listen, if you're at work, where they, where they, you know, you got a paycheck or whatever, show up to the Zoom meeting, you're still at work. Wear something that well, you wear to work. From the waist up, because they ain't going to see the rest. I'll be in my Zoom meeting, booty shorts on. Uh-uh. <laughs> but from here up, it's like the newscaster outfit. Yeah. But, um... Don't be, don't be like that back. girl. Huh? Don't be like the girl, girl who went to the, yeah. She was in the bathroom. The toilet. She, I, she had to I be hope, fired. I hope she quit because there's no coming back on that. Like, girl. Because she walked, like, I, I watched the whole, like, she walked down the hall to the mm-hmm. bathroom, sat the laptop on the floor, mm-hmm. and then proceeded to pee. I don't know if she wiped, though, because the video ended. It ended. But I think... <laughs> What I do with my, I don't, I never turn my camera on. Right. And I also, I even have tape, like taped over uh-huh. my camera. Cause I'm like, mm-mm. cause you know, they can activate it mobily. Can they? Yes. Oh. Yeah. So you got to put some like black electrical tape over the camera. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just, that's just my thing. It's just like, mm-hmm. I get, I know that people, I've had people like, you know, just not, I feel like Zoom's pretty user-friendly. And I feel like that's what most, at least in my work setting, that have, we've been using for our mm-hmm. meetings. But um, people like not have their camera open. I'm like, just share your, like share your camera or start your video. Things yeah. like that. But it's just like, I feel like in a professional setting, please take your hair scarf off. Please go to like a room where your children are not running around, where your dogs yeah. are not barking. Yeah. You know, turn off your TV. Um, I mean, I've been in meetings with people. Mute your line. Your what? Mute your line. Yeah, you mute your phone. Oh, my God, because people will not mute 
the contact and then they'll be having conversations with their husband with their kids mm-hmm. like please mute it listen because and then we already talk or talk but i also had one woman you know she had like accidentally shared her video like shared her screen mm-hmm. she was on amazon she was shopping but you know she had multiple windows open i could see the other windows you had open you know it's just like yeah no you're right but i also yeah. get this adjustment for everyone but you know, we're social distancing. You want to get that direct deposit every Thursday night? Learn how to operate your Zoom. And I said, okay, like okay. we had this lady at my old job where she, we did WebEx, we didn't um, do Zoom, but she basically had like a picture of herself, mm-hmm. like in front of the, the screen. Like it wasn't <laughs> her. And because we noticed that she was never moving. Like, Hold up. <laughs> and you just, you got on the same outfit in every single meeting? Come on, girl. <laughs> sitting like this. Did she ever talk? No, she never talked in the meeting. So I was wow. like, okay, yeah. She's scamming. But that's funny. <laughs> All right, well, let's hop to the less... I'm drunk. <laughs> let's hop to our last thing of the show. It's time for... Tens, 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 tens across, across the board. <laughs> Who's your tens this week, Maurice? My tens this week is going to journalist, I, ooh, I don't know how to pronounce this, Yamiche oh. Alcindor. I wonder if she's related to Lou Alcindor. Who's Lou? I don't know him. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's his oh. real name. Oh, that's his real name? That's not his Muslim yeah. name. I wonder yeah. too. Lou Alcindor. Um, so she is a journalist. She works for PBS um, NewsHour, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're doing like those daily White House briefings with yes. that orange person. And I mean, the ratings are amazing, according to him. He also said, you know, he's seen people die that never died before. <laughs> wow. <laughs> a mess. So she, um, she was asking him a question uh-huh. at this press briefing, and she was basically quoting what he, it was a direct quote from something he said, like, previously the day before, I don't know when, but um, he popped all the way off on her. He did. And he started by saying, you people. And she's a black woman. And she's a black woman. She's of Haitian descent. She... Um, is a graduate of Georgetown University, and she has her master's from NYU. She's a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, and she has been in journalism for a long time. She's a really accomplished woman. She's worked for a number of different news agencies. She is more professional than me because the moment he said, you people, I would have popped all the way off. Her composure. Yes, was like, because you can see in her face, she was like, did he just say you people? And he just kept going and going. He was like, that's why, huh? He said, he said that her question was threatening. Was threatening. And you need to be nice. And this is why you people and you need to calm down. And he was just going on and on. He's like, and that's why you used to work somewhere else, but you don't work there anymore. And I was like, oh, okay. I wanted her to drag him. I did too. But I'm proud she didn't. 
you know, I wish he would have though. I wish he would have. Because <laughs> he deserved that. It's in that moment. Like I get, you know, we're trying to be professional and you know how we as black people we have to be calm because if she would have popped off, she'd have been the angry black woman and yada yada yada. And we have all these black negative things. Be angry. Right. And we have all these like things already working against us. So mm. she had to, you know, keep it cute put it on mute and then do her job, the job that she came there to do. But in that moment, I think she was just, she would have been justified to pop off all the way off on him. And I get, you can, you know, put a, be composed in the moment and then put a tweet out and then, but girl, you should have just let him have it right there. But, but she's a black woman and she's reached a height that most people couldn't right? And it's just trying, like, he wouldn't have come for her like that if she wasn't a black woman. No, because he came can't. for Jeremy Diamond, like, maybe a few hours after that, or the next day or whatever, pretty much on the same thing. So I think Jeremy was trying to, like, steal her thunder, where they're, like, direct quoting him, and then seeing what his reaction is going to be, so. Right. Yeah, but tens for you, girl, because you held it together. You was on your Gail King in that R. Kelly interview. So tens for you, because I could not do that. Mm -hmm. um, so that's awesome. I, 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 that's actually a really great chance, because I've been watching that story all day on the news. Mm -hmm. um, congrats to Yamiche, uh, right? Yeah. My tens this week goes to um, a, a young person, the youth. And I think that you need to get recognized, because this particular person is on break from school, which is a concern to me. I think that, you know, if if the COVID is under control by June, the kids just need to go to summer Them school. kids need to go back. Just go back. Mm -hmm. Like, because, like, from a pedagogy and education perspective, like, they're losing so much. Like, each, each day they're losing a lot. But yeah. this 13-year-old Virginia student is named is Charles Randolph. Um, he's currently on break. But in his downtime, he's been using um, his parents' computer. And with his parents' computer, he's been able to create a... Um, 3D print um, of a mask that would be able to be used to. Why are you making that face? I think you do that, but okay. Well, you know, a lot of these use we have a parent that assists them. And let's just say Donald Trump's father gave him some assistance in millions. Okay, so let's not be that way. But he was able to create an ask that can be used to help um, for medical staff and professionals who are being exposed to COVID. And I think that it is really important that, you know, obviously a lot of our healthcare professionals are on the front lines and they are the ones who are having the most imminent or immediate exposure to the virus. Mm -hmm. And like in Italy, you saw a lot of their health coworkers were dying because they're treating yeah. them. And it's just like, they're our first defense. If the health coworkers all died, and we all shot luck. But, you know, it's crazy to me that like, we have a math of a shortage of, a shortage of um, PPE or per personal protective equipment. Um, but, like now we see companies like New Balance, um, Christian Siriano are making masks. Uh, but what? Is that what she said? But they're not N95 masks. And there was other designers who were doing like, um, like hospital gowns and something else. I was like, okay, that's 
more in your lane than trying to make these masks that 3M can't even produce. The N95 mask has a special respirator. Respirator, yeah. Like the, the construction mask, most masks are not going to be able to stop this virus. That's how right. like, little it is, and that's how like mm -hmm. strong it is. But like even when I go to stores, people are wearing masks and gloves because they feel like something's better than nothing. But I think people don't really have a real understanding of science. I know I for sure as hell don't, and how disease is transmitted. Mm -hmm. But I still think it's great that this student is working and trying to help in this crisis. So tends to you, Mr. Young Charles Rudolph. I think it's good because I think that it is, it is, I think that the children are being forgotten because this is scary for them. If for, if for something like your education as a 13 year old to be disrupted, it is quite, quite pivotal. Um, so tends to you. Make them Give us something. <laughs> Don't be out there in them streets. Yeah, stay home. Basically. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us for another week of the uh, category is <laughs> quarantine edition. Yes. All right. We'll see you next week. I got to get downstairs because anniversary dinner is about oh, to be on time. Oh, tell Bay I said hi. I got to make some dinner. dessert. All right. Bye. <laughs> All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to Category Is. Be sure to like, rate, and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all things social media at Category Is Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can contact us at CategoryIsPod at gmail.com. Check us out on the web at CategoryIsPod.com. <laughs>